Hello? <laughs> Did you just fucking snore? No, it was an outward. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Final Cut Podcast. I'm your host, Grubby. Stacy's <laughs> just blankly staring into the abyss. Um, say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. There you go. Thank you for acknowledging your presence. Um, welcome to episode 42. This week, we're going to talk about... How are you keeping count? Um, How do you always know the exact number? Because I do the research first and what? go from there. What do you mean? Last week was episode 41. Thanks for everybody that listened to I'm the to one the... that posts the number, so I don't know why you know. Because the post tells me what number. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> but like last week, episode 41 was our happy pride. We hope people took advantage of the pride movies that are available on Shutter. Uh, this week we're going to be covering the Chilean stop motion animation of La Casa Lobo. The Wolf House. Uh, and then we also have the new Kevin Bacon haunted house movie called You Should Have Left. And then we're going to be talking about... We Should Have Left. Yes. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. And then the last movie we're going to talk about is Grubby and Stacy Make a Porno, a.k.a. Mope. That's literally not AKA. How is that anything like Grumpy and Stacy make a porno? Because we could, we could sell it, and then we could be the Ryan Gosling and Aquafina of porn. Bitch, that makes no sense. <laughs> oh wait, Aquafina's Chinese. Anyway, you could be Asama, Ka- Ka- whatever her name is, from the Asama audition. Asama Yamizaki. Yeah, there we go. So, Stacy's going to start us off with some trailers. So, so please tell us I, the trailers for the week. I did post the trailer for The Wolf House, so that's up if you want to watch it. It's very, very interesting. <laughs> L- Luna was with me when I posted it, and she was, like, amazed. So, she watched it with us. Maria. Maria. And then I also posted the trailer for Mope, which we're going to be talking about. And then the other two trailers I posted were... I have an itch on my back and I can't get to it. <laughs> body, muscle, body, bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell, which is the Japanese Evil Dead movie, which looks fucking sick. Basically, a bodybuilder gets trapped inside a haunted house and he has to save himself from a ghost that's hellbent on revenge, and it's crazy. Okay, I actually did watch this trailer because I've, like, when you posted the rental trailer, I you were like, did you watch it? And I was like, no. <laughs> but I watched this one. And you like the part where someone's like getting kicked in the face and you can just tell it's like a foot on the on the end of like a stick. It's so funny, <laughs> but it's so good. So shooting actually began for that in 95, but um, it wasn't finished until a decade later. And it's like a eight, it's eight millimeter splatter film. And yeah, so so Wild Eye releasing is going to be announcing VOD and DVD release date soon for that one. And then, Can't wait for it to be the best movie of 2020. 
And then the rental we posted, which is uh, Dave Franco's directorial debut, and that stars his wife, Allison Brie, Dan Stevens, Jeremy Allen White, and Sheila Van, and it's open theatrically in select drive-ins and on demand July 24th. Actually, it just played the drive-in this past weekend there, in California. So, yes, there was right? a special. Uh, there was a special showing on June eighteenth. Um, at that uh, arc like cinemas and IFC films put together, it was like a pop-up experience, and it was at the Vine Vineland Drive-in. Oh, and so it was there just was also one, one yes, place. and there was like um, a special screening with a Q and A with Dave Franco and the cast. But in that one, two couples retreat to an oceanside getaway. And um, they're hoping to escape, you know, their problems, but they're met with more problems. And their host is, well, I guess I won't say anything because Grubby's very thinking that trailers spoil everything. But I do think so, because that's why, I mean, anyway, it's supposed to be a weekend of celebration, but it takes a sinister turn and all these secrets among the four friends come to the surface. And plus, we got a new poster for Relic, which the, I... the person that owns the rental house may or may not be spying on them. Oh, creepy. Watching them undress. Watching them poop. Watching them poop. Watching them poop. Yes. So. But we also got a new Relic poster this week, which is a new IFC Midnight movie that's coming out. It's going to be playing drive-ins starting July 3rd, and then the week after it will be in select theaters and VOD. And what did you post about St. Maud? St. Maud will be out July uh, July 17th in nationwide theaters. So for everybody that's thinking that there's nothing coming out, Looks like horror is going to rule the box office once again for July until Mulan comes. Mulan. Yeah. Because what that, what's that, like July 24th? Because, I have no idea. Because Tenet was supposed to be like the big tentpole movie that comes out, and then they postponed it for two weeks to put it out July 31st. But what, what I saw that they were doing was they were taking Inception, because it's the 10-year anniversary of it, and putting that in theater for like the first two weeks until Tenet comes out because it's Christopher Nolan what I don't know did you see Inception yeah I've seen Inception oh. other than that AMC is opening movie theaters starting July 15th Grubby said they are requiring masks but I think he's wrong no they are because they had that post because they didn't want to be politically a part and of then that. they got shit on yes and obviously you know if you don't want to wear a mask I don't think your children are vaccinated so that's just how i think of it is but amc opens july 15th but like regal and sinmark and wonderland cinema out here starting july 10th oh you did look that up and they said that yeah because they were going to try july 3rd but now it's every since everywhere is going to be opening july 10th i would look forward to it i haven't seen if wonderland stop licking the microphone i haven't seen if like wonderland has has to have their customers wear masks, but AMC does. And if you don't wear a mask, just stay home because I want to get back into the movies. I've been lost for the last three and a half months. Stacy, I don't think is ever going to the movie theater. But if to, if Toronto film if Toronto Film Fest happens, I am dragging her. I have Lyme disease. You can wear a mask. I'm- autoimmune you can wear a mask just wear a mask keep yourself safe you said toronto after dark got postponed that's different not really it's not as big of a festival as tiff is but hopefully all this happens so that way we can get back in the swing of things and then everything gets shut down in november (laughs) because everything else is getting 
canceled because someone's having clan rallies. Yes. <laughs> uh, where do you want me to start? Cancellations, postponements, or new releases? I would like cancellations and postponements and then new releases. Okay, well, I have good news for you. There's no cancellations yet. Oh, shit. Uh, new releases, though. Uh, no postponements? I don't think I have any postponements. I do have a post. Uh, Malone? No, I do have a trailer that I wanted you to post, and I totally forgot to send it to you. It was for the movie called Tw- Open 24 Hours, and it's like a slasher film that played at Fantastic Fest and Fright Fest two years ago. I like slasher films. Uh, it looks like a very cheap-budgeted, uh, low-budget slasher movie taking place at a gas station, but it's uh, it's called Open 24 Hours. It will be available July 20th through the UK, and then on Blu-ray, DVD and VOD starting August 18th for us. So we'll probably have we'll probably get to watch that July 20th. But um in the film after setting her serial boyfriend on fire her a, serial boyfriend Yeah, her serial killer boyfriend oh. on fire, a paranoid delusional woman gets an all gets a job at an all-night gas station. I, I I think I've seen like a teaser clip for this. It's very bloody. It seems very fun. Just like a I like low budget bloody and fun. Like a kind of like a texas chainsaw massacre kind of like we could fucking make this ourselves, bitch i have a really nice camera and i know uh, how to use it yeah but can you find good i've acting? also been making videos yeah me bitch <laughs> then who's gonna I shoot gotta the be camera behind the camera in front of it on the editing <laughs> it's facts <laughs> it's facts. i've been making i used to make horror movies when i was in middle school on the big ass video camera well then like we said uh saint maude will be in theaters july 17th everybody should watch that was it on your top 10 for last year mm, i don't remember i know no, i don't think i so. know it was on mine i feel like maybe no um i don't know i think i had a top 20 you had like a top 40 because you're like i can't decide what movie is the best and then you like changed your list like last second and was like oh i forgot about this movie so i'm gonna put it in number three so that shifts <laughs> everything down and i'm just like what and then speaking of something else that we saw, because we saw St. Maude at Toronto Film Fest, uh, The Vigil is coming August uh, 5th. No one cares. Well, I think it's a movie that people I know, should I see. Know. I mean, we've seen movies like this countless times where it's, you know, like the scary house of... Uh, I said, this is the most Blumhousey movie, and then Blumhouse bought it. Well, well yeah, because <laughs> uh, The Vigil was directed by Keith Thomas. He's going to be doing the, uh, um, the Firestarter remake. Remember? They should not redo it. Uh, but this, the vigil is supposed to be out August 5th, and it's a fresh take on religious demon possession movies. I don't know about a fresh take because we've been getting The Conjuring. Well, the reason it is a fresh take is because normally those... Yeah, but that's... But they you know, use that a different revolves religion. Off of, yeah, Christianity, Catholic, Catholic, whatever the fuck. This is the Jewish community, so it is really cool, and it should be... You know, it's an important film. I just wish it was better. Yeah, because... Because uh, it wasn't. Pretty much the premise of it is a man is providing overnight watch to a deceased member of his... A uh, former Orthodox Jewish community. That's called a thing. And finds himself opposite a malevolent entity. A little like Slender Man. Yes. Uh, we we saw it. We didn't. Like know, it had its creepy moments. Yeah. Like well, it's very jump scary. Yeah. You know. I mean, I the feel fresh, like that's cheap. Scares. I think the fresh take of it was the religion that they use for it, but it's a movie we've seen countless times. Uh, since it's going to be out August 5th, we I don't have the full details about whether it's just straight to VOD or it will be in the theaters. 
hell, if they're going to put it in theaters, I'm sure people will go watch it. People are always looking to get out and go do something. But I think this was the other movie that we called. Uh, You know, as soon as we got out of it, we were like, Blumhouse is going to buy this. (laughs) And then what happened? Blumhouse bought it. We did that with St. Maude. We were like, A24 should buy this. And what happened? they did. A24 bought it. I'm trying to think what's happened with all the other Midnight Madness movies that we've seen. Color Out of Space, we've already seen. Uh, Blood Quantum, Shutterbot, we've seen it. I think we've seen all the Midnight Madness movies except for Gandala, which is that uh, Indonesian superhero movie. Because mm-hmm. there was First Love. What else? Help me think. I don't. I don't know. I don't Ruby. remember. My brain breaks. I really don't remember. My brain is broken. Because Friday night. What was the Friday night movie? Are you talking about way back when we went? Yeah. Because how the fuck could I remember that? Because Color Out of Space was Saturday. Are you serious? How do you even remember that? Because I, I don't like, even know what days we went. Because I like to remember great memories of us going to the movie. So do theater. I. But why can't I remember the Friday night movie? Is that the first night we were there? Yeah. You know what it was? Thank God for Letterbox. Stop licking the microphone. <laughs> Jesus. You're going to get the disease, corona. It was the platform. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, that's right. The platform was the the Friday night you movie. You were fucking snoozing and yeah, ruining it. That was my fault. Um, but we did revisit it, and it was. I, 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 we did. Yeah. Well, I oh, remember. Really, we did. I saw Bitch, it. You went and saw it somewhere else at a different fest and stayed awake. So fuck you. Because <laughs> it was at two p.m. <laughs> uh, Colorado Space, Saint Maud, uh, The Vigil. Yeah, The Vigil was the last midnight movie we saw. Because then we saw Uncut Gems and went home. And I saw Adam Sandler. He was like 10 feet away. And I was like, Dad. Did you come? No, Dad. Ew, you're gross. Because he says, I'm going to come. Yeah, that's my least favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> it pisses me off so much. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. So look for the vigil out August 5th. Uh, leave it up for your own interpretation. For us, it was all right. I'll probably revisit it again. Just because it will give me something to do. Get out of the house. We'll talk about it again. Um... Let's see. What do I got here? Uh, Shutter has started developing season three of Creep Creep Show. I think almost Ooh. like I almost said Creep House. That those that those special effects are pretty impressive. Because I believe Creep Show season two is going to be out later in the year. Oh, we didn't watch that yet. No, it hasn't been. It's done, but I think it's going to be out later. Oh. So, I'm I'm assuming Creep Show season three would be out the beginning of next year or next spring or something. Uh, and then speaking of wonderful Shudder, and if you don't have Shudder, what are you doing with your life? God, I have deja vu like a bitch. Don't forget, <laughs> I believe that they're still having that free 30 days of Shut In, you know, using the promo code Shut In. Really? So, yeah. It literally feels like months ago I said that. It's because right? it was months ago. Yeah. But Shudder is one of the greatest things ever. It's, <laughs> it's been four months since we've been saying that. I know. Shudder, will you just sponsor us, please? I just mean that's how long we've been going through this garbage. Yeah. Uh, but Shudder's got some other good stuff coming out, too. But let me tell you what they got coming out next month. They got... I'm sorry. I'm very gaseous right now. <laughs> it was uh, that spaghetti. It's, it causes much indigestion. <laughs> but The Beach House is coming July 9th. What's that? To Shudder. The rental? No. The Beach House. The oh, rental. that one that you've been really wanting to see at the drive-in? Yeah. No. Oh, which one? What? No, this was on the schedule for Chattanooga Film Fest, but obviously since we had such a short, limited amount of time to watch stuff, we didn't get to watch the Beach House. Where? 
on the ch- do you ever listen to anything that i say or does wait it, where were we the chattanooga film fest oh it was available is it horror yes oh but um it's being described as a powerful emotional throwback to the 50s sci-fi that presents a stunning glimpse of parasitic invasion. Ooh, parasites. So July 9th, the beach house would be on Shudder. Once again, you know, Ooh. get Shudder, $4.99 a month. Give them your money. They got a couple other movies coming That's out. That's fucking cheap. It is. How it's much is Netflix? Like 12 bucks. Netflix boo. And like HBO Max is like 15 bucks. Well, they have lots of things. Does HBO and do shows. Game of Thrones? Yes. Oh, okay. But uh, they have uh, the Scare Me movie that we reviewed. I, I reviewed earlier in the year from Out of Sundance. They bought that. Uh, they I was like, the... I don't know what that is, oh. bitch. <laughs> Stacy gets a little salty when I talk about movies that You're I a saw. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they also have another movie called The Cleansing Hour, which is about a fake priest. You know, he has like a TV show, and they do like fake exorcisms for money and clicks and likes and whatnot. Um, hopefully that's coming out soon because I thought it was pretty entertaining when I saw it. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe Cornish and John Boyega are in talks of doing an Attack the Block sequel. What? Yeah. Because, you know, John Boyega has been doing all these protests and uh, leading all these marches He's in the UK. He's a beautiful soul. So... I think they got in contact with each other and said, hey, let's do Attack the Block 2. It would be 10... If they get this started, they could start filming next year and it would be 10 years down the road from when it first came out in 2011. One of my favorites from 2012. No, I'm your favorite from 2012. (laughs) You were the last month of 2012. That's false. The last two months. Three. The first time you came over was in October. But everybody should watch Attack the Block. It's a great movie. Uh, we talked. We posted this trailer a couple weeks ago. Twelve Hour Shift. We did. Yes, from Rio Grant. It's got um, Angela Bettis, Mick Foley, David Arquette. We posted the trailer though. Yes, because that's the one where the black they they take organs from. Oh no! I totally remember that movie, but I don't remember the trailer. Are you sure we posted the trailer? Yes, we did because I sent it to you uh, as soon as I saw it. Well, it was more than a couple weeks ago. Maybe months. I don't need. We lost track of time. But uh, Twelve Hour Shift has been picked up by Magnet Releasing, and it's hopefully going to be out towards the end of the year. It's a horror comedy that follows a group of nurses who are stealing organs and selling them on the black market. So look for that. That is another feature from Bria Grant, who was also in After Midnight. Uh, Edgar Wright is directing a box-like kidnapping thriller called The Chain. What do you mean box-like? Remember the movie The Box? Yeah. I believe it had Cameron Diaz. Yeah, it did. It was terrible. Uh, the, the chain tells the story of Rachel, who learns that her 11-year-old daughter has been kidnapped. The only way to get her back is to kidnap another child. Oh, because you, like, passed the box? Yes, because, um, well, this is also inspired by a 1970s story called Button Button by Richard Matheson. But then, like, do you have to give the child to somebody? I've honestly, I never saw the box. Bro, if someone kidnapped my child and all I had to do was kidnap somebody else's, I'd do that shit so fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, maybe I'd kidnap it out of an abusive family. Of course, you know, Edgar Wright is still waiting to release his uh, Last Night in Soho, which won't be out until next April. So he's already working on a new project. Hopefully, not with Ansel Eggert because he's a rapist. Wait, what? Didn't you see that? He was one of the people that got outed as a rapist. Ansel Eggert? I was sad. Who's that? 
What, what? Baby Driver. Oh, the main character from Baby Driver? Yeah, isn't that the director of Baby Driver? That's... Edgar Wright's the director of Baby Driver. Yeah, that's yeah. why I just brought it up. I said, oh. hopefully he's not working with Ansel Edgar because he's a rapist. When did that happen? Like, all these people are outing their rapists. James Franco. Well, James Franco's been out- outed. Well, more people are outing him, and people outed Ansel Edgar. Oh, interesting. And then I looked at his pictures, and I was like, wow, he is really cringy. I mean, what's the latest movie that he's supposed to be in? Because... It's canceled. <laughs> is So he's completely canceled. Let's see what he's got coming out, if he has anything coming soon. Ansel Elgert. Like, it was fucked up, the shit he was saying. It was gross, if it's true. Okay, he hasn't really done much. He did The Goldfinch, which was a box office flop. <laughs> and then he has... Oh, he's going to be in Steven Spielberg's The West Side Story? We posted the 12-hour shift trailer in April. Oh, God, and it's already Three fucking, like, almost July. And then he's going to be in Finest Kind, but that's not until... Ever 20, now. Well, 2025, and it's supposed to be directed by Brian... Helgland and it's got Jake Gyllenhaal on it. Hopefully Jake Gyllenhaal just kicks him out of it. And Zendaya is supposed to be in it. Listen, so. I love her. Um Elijah Woods back in his uh creepy roles. Well not creepy, but he's going a little bit ever since Lord of the Rings, I feel like Elijah Woods has been doing a lot of off the wall movies. You know, he did Come to Daddy, he did Maniac. <laughs> Uh, what else? What other genre films has he done? Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I said after Lord of the Rings. Cooties. Wasn't that Daniel Radcliffe? Bitch, no. No, it no, it was wasn't. Not. It, wasn't, it wasn't. Wow, you don't know <laughs> shit. I don't remember. That was like the first one yeah. that we saw with him. But he's continuing his genre film stuff, and he's doing... A movie set as because he, he's gonna play the FBI analyst of Ted Bundy in a new movie called No Man of God. This was a uh, part of the Cannes virtual film market. Uh, hope what if they got Zac Efron to play the Ted Bundy? Listen, just for looks. Because of The Greatest Showman, I love him. Really, from that movie, I fucking love him. <laughs> I figured you would think he was like just a total. Bro, like I douche love bro. him, but uh, this is set largely in a. You know what happened after Luna watched The Greatest Fine. Showman? Yeah. This bitch made me watch High School Musical, and it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, it I, was I, bad. I would think watching. How is the high generation school? right below us? Why do they like it so much? It is the most garbage ass thing I've ever seen. I've never seen it, so it doesn't matter to me. Anyway, I really like Zac Efron because I, of The Greatest Showman then, and Zendaya. I'm so in love with them and that watch, song that they do together. I mean, he's not in it that much, but you should watch The Beach Bum. I would like to marry them both at the same time. Because he's got that panini-looking goatee beard going. Oh, I don't want to watch him be a douche, though. Oh, but he's hilarious because he's wearing, like, Jankos and vaping. But is he a douche? Besides in the real Jankos life or and the, the vaping. Movie. Besides no, he's, the Jankos and the He's baby. pretty funny in the beach bum, honestly. Like, he's likable. Okay. <laughs> Dude, he's just so funny. <laughs> I, Wait, I, isn't that the one with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. I don't remember him having... I don't remember him being in that. I thought he had, he got that hair for that douchey grandpa movie with a... What's his name? Uh, Bad Grandpa? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah, because it's got you know Beach Bum's got like Snoop Dogg, Isla Fisher. Ma- I love dude, Snoop Dogg. Dude, Martin Lawrence was so funny in that. And then Jonah Hill was all right. Jimmy Buffett's in it. Yeah, it was uh, Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx, and Ansel Eggert, who all were in Baby Driver, and they all are rapists. Wait, who else? Kevin Spacey and Jamie Foxx. Well, Kevin Fox. Spacey was like a long time ago got outed. Jamie Foxx was rapey? He's a rapist. Confirmed? Because I thought he was married with like a bunch of kids. So? Well, I mean, like, it must have been a long time ago then that he got... Why? Just because he's married and has a lot of kids? No, no. Married because... men love doing that shit. No, what I'm saying is, what did this happen like a long time ago? Or was it like more recently? On this episode of Celebrities That Rape. <laughs> well, uh, is it better than the episode of Celebrity Penises on okay, their listen. leaked iClouds? <laughs> I wasn't ready to start. <laughs> I mean, Stacy, a couple episodes ago, was looking at like Jamie Foxx's dick. And now she's like, Jamie Foxx is a rapist. Because he raped your eyes with his penis or something uh, of of the picture. Um, um. You find it, and I'm gonna finish this up about no man of God. Uh, but the 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 new Ted Bundy movie is going to be set largely in a single interrogation room. The film is based on the real life transcripts transcripts called from conversations between the FBI analyst play, uh, played by Elijah Wood and serial killer Ted Bundy that took place from 1984 to 1989. He was accused in 2002 of sexually assaulting a woman in Las Vegas. Oh, shit. That was a while ago. Yeah. Like, almost 20 years ago. I was trying to find it, but everything that was coming up was how he's going to be playing Mike Tyson in the biopic coming up. That's wild. Can I finish this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, This is going to be directed by Amber (laughs) Seeley, and it's by the writer of C. Robert Cargill, and Scott Derrickson is going to be a part of it, too. Mm. So... I believe hmm. RLJE Films has already picked this up, so I look forward to this. Elijah Wood, could you imagine if they got Zach Efron to play Ted Bundy again, and it's just them interrogating each other? What is for... it about again? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Maybe instead of talking about people, celebrities that were accused of sexual assault, you should be paying attention. Well, to I what heard you I'm when saying. you were talking about Ted Bundy being Zach Efron being Ted Bundy, but what? What? Who is? Um... They Elijah don't, Wood? They don't have a character for Ted Bundy yet, but, you know, they could get Zac Efron to do it because he just No, did. The, I just want to know what the movie's about. It's about interrogating Ted... It's like the real-life transcripts of interrogating Ted Bundy and Elijah but Wood's we supposed... we just got that movie. But Elijah Wood's supposed to play the FBI analyst because mm-hmm. from what this sounds like, it's supposed to be a closed contained movie for where it's just set in the interrogation room, mm-hmm. for all we know. We don't know much about these films from the Cannes virtual film market... I just think it's a cool thing because Elijah Wood teaming up with whoever, let it be Zac Efron. I think that would be great. Granted, his he's not going to play Ted Bundy again. You in never a know. Different movie. You never I don't, know. I think there's like some type of legal thing. Eh, but remember how disappointing, extremely wicked, shockingly that evil. That movie and was vile garbage. Was. It was. I did not like it that much. Uh, who played his wife in that? Wasn't it like? Uh, I think it was that Lily stupid Adams? hippie girl from. Lily Collins or Lily Adams? Was it Lily Collins? It was Lily Collins, yeah. One of those two. And then Quibi's back. Is it? Yeah. With 50 States of Fright? No, we're getting the Mapleworth Murders, which is a horror comedy set for August 10th. So do we need to re-download it? Uh, I canceled it for right now, but if we need to, we could up it again for four ninety nine a month. But this is from the creators of... I thought I saw this. I thought I saw this. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Claire uh, Scanlon is doing the director the directing. Uh, she does episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm, which no. is funny because it's got Andy Samberg in it, and I love Andy Samberg. I do like him. Uh, starring in this is going to be JB Smoove and Haley Magnus. JB Smoove. Yes. Who the fuck is that? Uh, he's in Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I've never seen. I don't really see. I, I don't, don't really, like shows. I don't really get into TV shows either. Uh, reoccurring roles include Maya Rudolph, Fred Armisen, Darcy Carden, Tim Meadows, Patton Oswalt, who's I really like. I fucking love Patton Oswalt. He's a saint. Uh, Ike Barinholtz, who remember we last saw him in The Hunt very briefly. Was he a douche? Yes. Tina Fey, Wanda Sykes, Chris Parnell, Terry Crews, Adam Sa- Andy Samberg. Adam Sandler? No, Andy Samberg. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but this just looks like a Knives Out, but more comedic. It's a murder mystery. Oh, so fun, fun, fun. Look fun. for that on Quibi if you still have it. If not, no big deal. We'll just cover it for you in August because we'll need something to talk about. We're never going to run out of anything to talk about. True, but I feel like we have run out of things we to talk about. We literally haven't. I feel like we have, but I'm so glad that movie theaters are opening back up. To spread the disease. Yes, absolutely. The virus. Catch me in the back corner with a mask on and Lysol spray to spray all you motherfuckers that come in there. Dirty as fuck. Well, you better get there early because, oh, you can still buy your tickets in advance and get there. Yes, because they're they're only opening like 30% capacity into, and then they're like, oh, full capacity by thanksgiving and yeah, i'm like okay. what it'll have gone up by then and then they'll be closed again no apparently they said they're not going to shut anything down anymore if if like the spike happens again which is dumb. it has never stopped going down up i mean well you know if we stopped testing then there wouldn't be as many cases i cannot believe he said that <laughs> I, I cannot can. fucking believe he said that shit i can believe he said that because he's a fucking moron dude like <laughs> If you just close your eyes, you won't see all these people. Like, what? <laughs> They're still there. So, They're still fucking there. So if we close your eyes, then we don't have to see you as our president, correct? God, it makes no sense. Yeah. All right, I got a, lot, a few last pickups. Uh, Epic Pictures has bought Yeah, a... what the fuck? I thought you said you're almost done like five hours ago. Well, you kept interrupting me, no. and then you kept not listening, and were like, what was this about? <laughs> like, what the fuck? No wonder why people hate our podcast. Nobody hates our podcast. That's why nobody listens to it, because they're like, Stacy doesn't pay attention. It's not my fault I have Lyme brain. Well, I'm talking... It's like I'm talking to the wall. No. Yes. No. I might as well just put the mic against You're the like wall. You're like talking to the wall. I am not. I, I should just put the mic against the wall and just talk to I'm the wall. I'm against the wall. I'm against the wall. <laughs> but uh, there's a new movie called Sacrifice and it's co-starring Barbara Crampton. I wonder if this is the one that's supposed to have CM Punk in it. Cause, you know... Because he was rumored to be in a movie with I'm Barbara Crampton. If I'm being honest, he's not that good of an actor. In front of my face, yes, he is. And behind the can, uh, on the microphone, no. Behind your face. Behind the, when he's not in front of me. That makes no sense. I'm trying to be nice to him. <laughs> I like him, but I like him as a person. But I think maybe if it wasn't just a movie, you know, because how he starred pretty much the entire time in Girl on the Third Floor. And broke Edge. <laughs> he did break. He said he didn't, but he was straight up smoking cigarettes and drinking. All right, but the sacrifice movie is a Norwegian and is cheating se- on his wife. Is se- wait what? He was cheating on his wife in that movie with the ghost. Oh, I thought you meant in real life. I was like, bro, what? hell no! I would literally find him and murder him. Okay, can I? Yes. Can I keep going because you just keep interrupting me and I can't get this done, and then you wonder why our episodes are an hour and a half. No. <laughs> 
But Sacrifice, co-starring Barbara Crampton, can you please listen? I am. I don't think you are. <laughs> it's set on a Norwegian island and follows a man and his pregnant wife who return to the birthplace to deal with an unexpected inheritance after the death of his mother. Mm. This uh, this has no release date. This is through Epic Pictures. We've seen some movies through Remember Epic Pictures. Remember Devil's Do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Stop bringing up shitty movies. Since we saw it in the movie theater, I enjoyed it. I don't remember much of it. She like was in the grocery store eating raw meat, and then there was like some weird like they were they they she like had some weird. The only time I think of eating raw meat was raw. No, she eats all the raw. And there's another every time someone goes possessed, they eat raw meat. Like, Mm. and then Epic Pictures also obtained the horror comedy Uncle Peckerhead. Oh, (laughs) Uh, I remember reading about this because it made remember yes because it 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 made its debut at the Panic Film Festival, which is a pretty cool film festival from what i was reading of of all the movies that played this year uh maybe we should go and it won the best of the fest best of the fest yes uh this is directed by matthew john lawrence it's a chronicle uh chronicles punk rock band duh on their first tour the band is called duh oh i was like what i know it (laughs) sounded weird uh when the group receives a hand from a drifter they discover he is a cursed man-eating hillbilly Ew. I think it sounds funny. Uh, look for this August 7th in US... Hey, if it plays in the theater, from what this says on Bloody Disgusting, I'm down. Let's go and wear beanies. It'd be too hot. No. Movie theaters are chilly. What would be the point of wearing a beanie? So that the, the virus doesn't get caught in your hair, and then you don't have to wash your hair. Then you just take the beanie off and throw it. What the fuck? Sanitize it. <laughs> and then the last movie I have is a Spanish-language horror film from Chile. Uh, it's called La Casa, and it's directed by George Olguin, and it takes place in 1986 during a Chile military dictatorship. When a police officer is summoned to investigate suspicious people inside a house, he finds himself trapped, trying to escape from violent paranormal events. Uh, this played at the Mar del Plata International Film Festival. Uh, I don't know what date that was, but look for that from Epic Pictures. There's been a lot of acquisitions this week because of the Cannes virtual film market. Mm. Uh, We have a new vampire film that's called With Teeth, and it bites into internet influencers. Interesting. Yes. Um, Don't really know much about this one or any of the stars. There's not much about it. So we'll keep going. The only way out is to be saved by a famous online gamer. What the fuck? And an old school vampire hunter who is who is set in his ways huh yeah obviously it's is it a, a comedy yes it's a horror comedy um remember teeth the movie yes <laughs> i wish my vagina had teeth no yes no uh and then magnet no i wish my butthole had teeth what the fuck that's <laughs> fucked up uh <laughs> magnet releasing who also bought 12 hour shift also bought a movie called alone which is an english remake of the movie Gone from 2011. Hmm. Uh, I think I remember seeing this movie Renumber. being on like Netflix. What'd you say? Remember. Remember? That's you. That's what you keep saying. I said remember. Well, it sounds like remember. <laughs> uh, but it's set in the Pacific Northwest wilderness, and the film follows a recently widowed Jessica who is fleeing the city in desperate attempt to cope with the loss of her late husband, is kidnapped and locked away in a mysterious man's cabin. Her escape from the clutches of the murderous captor land uh, lands her in the heart of the untamed wilderness. How would you cope with the loss of your husband? I really... Well, I'm, I don't have a husband, but... Wife. Uh, 
I don't really know. I would probably go to the movies and buy two seats and pretend you're there. That's so sad. <laughs> Why is that sad? I don't know. That's what I would do. Just saying. That's honestly what I would do. How, uh, well, that's very... <laughs> well, that's very productive of you because I'm quite certain I wouldn't be able to move from my bed for like at least 10 days. Well, obviously I would... And I would get really thin I, I would, and it would be bomb. Well, I would have to get like, um, you know, get over it. And but... then I would let other men comfort me. I thought you said come in me. I'm like, what the fuck? No! And I would let other men come in me. <laughs> yeah, after after Grubby Jesus. dies, I'm just going to let men come in me. Ew. Gross. <laughs> and then the last the last movie I have is Andrea Riseborough is in a new movie, and she plays a bereaved mother who... A burrito? A, a bereaved mother. <laughs> God, why are you so hungry? <laughs> A, bere- a bereaved mother who, after new neighbors move in, events unfold and she starts to question her reality. Uh, the name of this movie is called Here Before. Here. Yes, this was <laughs> filmed in Belfast and it's from director Stacy Gregg and it's her directorial debut. Fun. Maybe it's a her. I don't know. Oh, it might not be. I accidentally X'd out. So hopefully it's a female because we would like more female directors. Yes. There we go. And Stacy's having guys come in her after I'm dead. <laughs> Ew, I hate wieners, first of all. No. 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 Absolutely not. I said comfort me. Don't you think that's awesome, though? Like, if you died, I would just buy an extra seat. That's a waste of money. Would you bring a picture of me and set it there? I could. And be like, this is my dead wife. I could do that. Everybody would be like, is would this... Would you pretend feed me popcorn? Well, Bro, it, that would be depressing. Would you start crying in the middle of the movie? Depends on the movie. If I'm watching a sad movie, or if like no, I'm watching, like imagining me being there and then realizing. Would you I'm like really me to not? feed your? Would you picture? just like buy me gummy bears and put them on my seat? Well, I would eat them, but I would put them on your seat. Yo, that's fucked up. Why? I think that would be a great way to honor you after your death. Sad. Go, you know, go to like Toronto Film Film Fest Midnight Madness program. Get a th- sneak in a thing of gummy bears because Ryerson doesn't let you have concession. I thought Ryerson did have concessions. No, remember because we snuck in the Skittles and I accidentally dropped some <laughs> during the lighthouse. Oh yeah, but it was okay because the lady next to us spilled a bunch of shit, didn't she? Yeah, and then and she was the loud. guy with the awful question that I yelled for. Oh my god. You could hear it on the Q&A hear me yell. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, back here! Oh yeah, yeah, and then I went to the bathroom and this motherfucker didn't even ask a question. Yeah, he was just like, I love the lighthouse. So he like, wanted to qu- ask a question so fucking bad, like... But yeah, I would just have an extra seat, put a picture of you next to it with a package of gummy bears. Why wouldn't you just take donut? Uh, Who knows what life would be like if she even wants to be around me. Uh, Duh, she would. What the fuck? I mean, if she's 18. If her daughter, I mean, if her mother died and then her dad figure just abandoned her because she died, the fuck's wrong with you? I'm not her dad. I'm her stepdad. In honor of Father's Day, I am having Stepfather's Day today. Yes. I got nothing from my family except for some beard oil, no money. No, no ties. No. What? Are you talking about me? Yes. Luna got you a really cute car that she picked out herself. I know, but and you she know, got you beard oil and beard wash and a really cool men's face mask. You know what's funny is I never really started using this stuff until like two months ago. Right, and you love it, and it smells good. And I was trying to look for more of that butter stuff, but they didn't have any. Like the. I mean, soap? my aunt got you that stuff. No, the butter stuff. Oh. Remember, like the creamy lotiony stuff. Yeah, I'm. I was never really into this stuff, and then, like, I think it just smells great in my mask. And your, be- and your beard <laughs> is soft when you use it. 
been taking better care of myself. Now start exfoliating your face. And stop letting guys come in you after I'm done. Yeah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Okay, so what? <laughs> that's all. Besides, the, you're never dying. That's all the news I have. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> well, you interrupted me how many times? Just N- none. Just being like, "What? What's this movie about?" All right, Listen, what do you want to talk I, about? I did that one time. All right, let's do the Wolf House first. La Casa Lobo. <clears throat> okay, so. Okay, before we go on, we purchased this through some website. I forget oh, the some name. Some website? I forget the Kim Stim Virtual Cinema. There That's we go. That's K-I-M-S-T-I-M. There we go. Uh, it's up for rent for 12 bucks. I think it was actually only 10 though. Wasn't no, it? No, that was the other movie. Oh, okay. So... Basically, this movie combines, like, stop motion, and he does, like, painting and photography, and it's fucking insane. And basically, it tells a story of this woman named Maria, and she finds refuge in this house in the south of Chile after she escapes from, like, a sect of German religious fanatics. And she's welcomed into this little home by two pigs, and because they're the only inhabitants there. Well, you know the really weird thing about... You know how you explained the beginning of the movie? They don't really even show any part of that. Okay, so at the beginning of... Because it's very bleak. No, this is what happens. So a clue to make sense of everything is at the beginning, we see a view of what appears to be like propaganda footage, which is what I was like, is this like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, so... Yeah. And that is of the southern Chilean cult known as the Colony, where its German inhabitants lived close to nature and like in harmony or whatever. Because none of that none <laughs> of that footage was in stop motion. It was all real. That was real. real. And, um, but there's like nasty rumors that have been spread regarding the community, which none are specified, but the backstory of the movie is that it was based off of or inspired by the actual Colonia Dignidad, which is the cult-like Chilean enclave founded by the German fugitive Paul Schaefer that I was telling you about, who was a pedophile who raped the members of, of his community. And he also provided shelter to Nazi war criminals and he tortured like enemies and in, in exchange for their support. So yeah, like, cause this was all based like World War II. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, yeah, she's welcomed into the home by two pigs, and like, it's like a dream. Like the universe of the house reacts to her feelings, but it's just so cool because it sort of like starts out as like paintings, and then they become three D. Like, it was crazy, right? Did you like it? That that was probably the best part of the movie was <laughs> the animation. Um, the, it keeps the, you like enthralled the whole time. Well, the thing about this movie was it kind of lacked substance to the plot, like. You know what you were just explaining. I wish they would have had some sort of stop motion animation to it. Well, like I was gonna say, also like they didn't use conventional editing. So like when when the frames changed, it was like it was like like new sequences began when they would enter a new room or frame, and they were like more they were like morphing. Right, it would like put it together. It was like one progressive morph. Yeah, it was about like the evolving nature of dreams and stuff, and. I don't know. It was very fairy tale like. Because the pigs, what well, what happens is she meets the well. There's supposed to be three pigs, because uh, she lost the three pigs. I don't think those were the same pigs. Oh, you, I don't think so. No, those just happened to be the only inhabitants of the house were these pigs. The but pigs basically, just, the she, pigs just took over the house. Yeah, she has memory of like guilt she felt when she had to lure animals into a hole in the ground, and like a task that results in her like. Being rewarded by a satisfied tree. Do you know how to scare people away from a hole in the ground? Mummy. Mummy. Or slurping on spaghetti. Dude, that motherfucking child. I would beat that child. <laughs> and then, like, flowers bloomed, like, in the soil later on in spring from the house's walls and stuff. And. But when she meets these pigs, 
they're like they become her adopted children and she nurses them to help yeah she she ends up naming them well she has like these ma- like a magical power to where she created clothes for them and then those like the, the pigs into morphed humans. into humans and, and then, she named them pedro and anna and but yeah she had like healing power of the colony's magical honey remember she like dumped honey over them she like catches them on fire on accident thought it was, yeah <laughs> yeah she accidentally burns the children and then she gives them like special cum to it was honey i know <laughs> it looked like cum at first right so like even though like some of the uh there was like no plot related like whatever but the just just the the I think the the animation, the visuals was, that were occurring on screen were just well. The stop motion animation was literally the best part of the movie, and the length because it was only like sixty eight minutes long. But after after like you know she burned her children, I was just like, what is going on here? Like all she did was accidentally tip over a glass, and then something caught on fire. <laughs> right. So then I guess like she intends to like form a little miniature cult of her own and she forbids the children to go outside and like re- is reading them bedtime stories about a naughty dog that disobeyed orders by like leaving its confines and then they it never returns. So anyway, she like echoes the name of her colony though by arguing that she gave her children dignity, which is a term that Schaefer like would repeat that pedophile guy would repeatedly like cite in defense of his like monstrous acts. So anyway, a lot of people are saying that this could have been like a um, like Oscar worthy short if it had been condensed. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of looked it, in some sections. It looked very trippy, very eerie, very hallucin hallucinatory. Hallucinatory. Uh, sorry, I don't think uh, that's a word. Hallucinatory. Yeah, there we go. Maybe. Uh, I enjoyed the stop motion. But uh, the 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 substance of the it kind of inspired me to make my own. Yeah, but the substance of the story though was the lacking part. But I ended up uh, I had, I didn't fully grade it on Letterbox, but I give it a three and a half. I think I'm gonna delete my Letterbox. Why? Cause I forgot I had it, and I don't think I've uh, um, rated my last few movies. What was the last few movies you saw? I don't remember. <laughs> um, cool. But you can find her at Midwest AC. No. <laughs> I, I would give it a three and a half. And That's I would, pretty low compared to all the other scores. They're giving it like 100%. Well, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. The last movie I graded was Infamous with the lowest score possible. Well, that was pretty much the last movie that we watched other than the Kevin Bacon movie. Well, for you, not for me. <laughs> you should have left. <laughs> what are you grading The Wolf House? I got to do You Should Have Left first. Oh, my God. What'd you grade it? The Wolf House? No, uh, you should have left. We will talk about that when we get there. A two or a one and a half? Don't worry about what I graded. A two and a half? Will you just give me your Wolf House score so we can move on to you should have left? Because I should have left earlier. Okay, (laughs) I will give it a four. Okay, there we go. The Wolf House, available to rent for 12 bucks. Uh, This premiered at the Berlin Ale Film Festival in 2018. And then... I remember it being on the schedule for Fantastic Fest 2018. I believe it was one of those like 11 a.m. or 12, 2 p.m. movies where you wake up and you're just trying to function. That's usually what I'm doing. Get a breakfast. At 2 p.m., wake yeah. up and try to function, bitch. <laughs> you know how hard it is to watch 35 movies in a week? Yeah, I do. It's exhausting. When have you done that? <laughs> Don't throw things at me. <laughs> What's funny is, though, is that when I came home from Fantastic Fest this year, I came home and watched two more movies. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just so funny. I hate you. <laughs> I 
I really want to find a new host now. No, you don't. Because now you're going to let guys come in you after. Ew, stop <laughs> saying that. It makes me nauseous and makes me want to rip my vagina out. Okay, let's move on to You Should Have Left, the all new right. Blumhouse Kevin Bacon movie. This movie is so stupid. First of all, <laughs> everybody knows that when you rent a fucking vacation house online, you read the motherfucking reviews first, which they didn't fucking do, obviously, because they would have known that there was something up with it. So, first of all... Why don't you tell me how you really feel about this movie? At the very beginning of this movie, it just opens up right away with him having this wild-ass nightmare about his daughter, like, being dead. So, he has a daughter named Ella. She's six. And he's old as fuck and married to Amanda Seyfried for some reason, who's well, half real Well, in real life, he's 61, but she's, like, 34. 30, she's half... But that's how it is in the movie, too. He's this old, rich banker, and she's an actress, right? Yeah. And they're having um, issues with their relationship because she's being secretive, you know, and... You know, she has She's this keeping job. them side dicks on the side. I mean, we don't know that at this point. Well, she's an actress. She plays an actress in this movie. And would you say she was on the set of Furious 7? Dude, the, the guy, movie? the security guy had a Furious 7 hat on. And she was, like, having sex with some dude in a car. Yeah. Anyway, so... How awkward for him. Right. So, in any case... But I like, though, uh, he's like, I'm her husband? What? And then you just hear Amanda Seyfried like, getting banged in the right, background. Right, right, right. <laughs> But also, he, he says something about how that guy, like, uh, recognized him. And then we're like, okay, so, like, nobody likes her husband for some reason. And we don't know why initially, but the daughter asks about it. Because she's like, you know, I overheard you and daddy talking. Except for that she calls him Baba for some reason, which is really weird. Really, Kevin Bacon is the Baba, Baba Duke. <laughs> so, anyway, she asked her mom, you know, why do people not like daddy? And so... A few years back or something, there was a scandal. So he, he, his wife at the time ended up dead in a bathroom. She drowned. And people were like, you know, maybe, like, I think the, he got off in court. Like, he, she, it was, it was said that she, like, fell asleep or she, like, took too many Yeah, she took too many pills medications and fell asleep and, fell asleep and, in the bathroom and drowned. Yeah. And he went to court for it and was, uh. He was acquitted? Yeah. And, but there's lots of people who still thought he was guilty and um so that he's really struggling with that and he's like he writes a journal every day he has like some weird self-help tape sort of and yeah because there's like a at first i thought it was like a narrator yeah because, so i was weird because i think in the because this is based on a book also from the same title you the should book have is left probably so better um uh, but they have like a narrator in the book but obviously i think in this one it is a self-help book or self-help tape and you know, what? what's a better way to repair a relationship than, hey, let's run an Airbnb in fucking Wales. Right, so they go, <laughs> yeah, so weird. So they go across country, and they're at this, like, beautiful, picturesque countryside place, and immediately things are fucking strange. So another motherfucking bone I have to pick with this movie is why the fuck don't they just pack their shit and get out? That never fucking happens in haunted house movies. They're like, no, let's stick around and fuck around with this bullshit that's happening in this goddamn house. Didn't we know this in Scare Package? From every fucking movie, listen. Scare Package taught us this. Also, please watch Scare Package. I, we thought it was great. We thought it was funny. It's available on Shutter now. Oh, my shoulder just popped. So he comes across this like weird guy. I think it was the uh, store guy who were like, some never leave. Oh, no, that was a weird narration. People were like, some never leave. Yeah. What was up with that? Because they already knew what's up with the house. Because remember, they had all these pictures on the wall. Or they would have pictures on the wall of just random people. And they'd be like, what are these pictures? Right. But, like, yeah, like, every fucking haunted house movie, they, like, don't fucking seem to realize that they can leave when it's an actual option. And then it's too fucking late. So, basically, 
you know, he meets the, 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 the mar- I guess you would call him the market guy because he would buy all the groceries from there. And I thought maybe that was the best scene in the movie was when the guy would go get one thing and he'd be like, I would like eggs, bread, milk. And then he would just go back and get everything one, one at a time. time. Yeah. Just like being annoying like that. And he's like, you started up there, and he's like, I don't speak Welsh. And he was like, It's English. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> he's, like, he's like, Oh, it's English because Welsh is just an accent. That's it. So, ask Tony Collette and Christian Bale. <laughs> right. So, anyway, they do. They're asking about the owner of the house, and they're like, We don't know. We never met him. Like, we just were found on the internet. And we find out that, like, what's his wife's name in this movie? Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried? Yeah. Susanna. So Susanna thinks Susie. that Susie thinks that he sent her the link for this house, and he thinks she sent it to them. They like kind of argue about it. So we find out that give me that back. Stacy's still playing with spinners as if as if it's 2018. <laughs> no, I just found Jesus it. Jesus Christ, you ADAD. Anyway, it's a fidget spinner, bitch. Fidget. This You're did playing it. with it now. <laughs> See, you stole it from me to play with it yourself. So anyway, Grubby, seriously. <laughs> so anyway we find out that this house has like called to them for some reason and immediately everyone is having terrible nightmares and there's like no fucking food and there's nothing to fucking do and there's all these endless hallways and then you know what else there isn't cell phone service oh yeah no cell phone (laughs) service of course and then like kevin bacon's character realizes that like doors are like appearing and disappearing and there's like mysterious light switches that he's not sure like what they're turning on or off and people keep getting lost and the clocks are like changing time like going like hours and hours later it will be even though he thinks it's only been a little bit yeah but they one fucking time, stick around anyway well there was one time that he woke up at ten thirty, and then he was going through those hallways and he came back and it was like three in the morning three, yeah like and she was, he was like you're really sleeping already it's been like two minutes and yeah. it was like hours later yeah so anyway i mean are we spoiling this no but this the house has been compared to as as like a gateway to hell in a way i saw lots of people comparing it to the shining yeah i mean but i didn't feel like it was shining like well i didn't feel like it was shining but i saw those reviews and i was just like where do you get the shining from i don't know but you should have left, should have been left Well, after. okay, the bathtub part is sort of Shining-ish. Okay. That's it. Yeah, because there would be these weird sequences where there would be a bathtub overflowing with water and a shadowy man figure, a figurine appearing out of nowhere. So there was some, like, kind of, like, suspenseful buildup, but then the movie just ended terribly. It was just one of those Blumhouse jump scare movies. It wasn't even, there weren't even any jump scares. There was, like, two, oh, maybe, I guess that. I wasn't paying attention, I don't know. <laughs> we weren't scared enough? I don't know. At all? Kevin Bacon's last good movie was Patriot's Day, and the movie, the last horror comedy genre film that he did was Cop Car. Everybody should watch Cop Car. Why? Because it's funny when he tells those kids to bring his car back, he's like, bring me the fucking car back or I'll kill you. you sh- we should watch Cop Car. Fine. Okay. So I ended up giving You Should Have Left a one. Oh. I think I gave it a two. I do not recommend this movie. Amanda Seyfried is annoying little bitch. The last good movie she was in was First Reformed, but I didn't really care for her. I think Ethan Hawke's performance in that was... I think First Reformed was one of my favorite movies from 2018. I remember seeing that movie at the Landmark Century Center. And still people are fucking with our ecosystem. Yep. Kinda, so. Kind of like an eco-terror horror, but... A little bit. First Reform, I believe, is available on Hulu. 
you can find you should have left on VOD, but you should probably leave it where it's at. Blumhouse just threw this one out online and said, here you go, everybody, here's a new horror film out. And I think if I would have saw this at the drive-in theater, I would have been very disappointed. I would have been snoozing. <laughs> well, remember last week when we talked about Infamous and how it's, it's still playing at drive-in theaters? Now it's become the second movie to play on the back of the back. That motherfucking movie sucks so bad. Yeah. Well, Bitch. so did this movie. No, I would rather watch this movie five at least, times at least I again w- and never have to watch the other one. I did like Kevin Bacon. I do like him that as That little actor. girl also was good. Yeah, but Amanda Seyfried, no thanks. What's she, in, what's she notorious for being? The fucking dumb girl in Mean Girls. <laughs> the one that's like, touches her boobs and is like, it's gonna rain today. What the fuck? How do you not, you, you say that you love Mean Girls. I've you seen Mean Girls, but I don't remember that She's thing. the dumb one. I bought the it for $6 one. in the Best Buy Blu-ray bin. Anyway, now we're going to talk about Mope. Mope. This movie we saw, it's an apocalypse. A year oh, ago. Oh, I thought it was more than a year ago. Mm, maybe a week. Yeah, about a year ago. Oh. Seems about right. So anyway, we really had like nothing to go on. It was a very vague description, so we weren't really, I we re- didn't know what to expect from this movie, right? Like you, at all. Do you remember what we did that day? No. Let's see how good Stacy's memory is. Tell me. We saw Diamantino. That was that day. <laughs> that was that day. That movie's crazy. Because we saw Diamantino, then we saw Villains. I do. I was going to say I thought we, saw, we saw Villains. Okay. So so immediately the title card reads, this actually happened. And you're kind of given the impression that the film is going to have like a comedic tone. And for the record, a mope is in the adult sex industry is the lowest level of porn actor. And they're usually stuck doing like the work no one else wants to do just to try to like get noticed. And... So, but this is based off of um, th- this happened in 2010, correct? I don't know. Don't talk about that part yet. Oh, you don't want to talk about that part yet? No. Okay. So anyway, so two, two, two of these mopes meet at a bukkake shoot, right? And they become like bonded over a mutual dream of becoming the biggest male porn stars in the business, and they end up getting hired by Ultima Studios, which is known for putting out like amateur fetish porn. Yeah, because uh, Nathan Stewart Jarrett plays Stephen Driver, and then Kelly Shry plays Tom Dong. Which yeah. is definitely a porn name. Yeah. So they move into this like dingy warehouse together where they're stuck like mopping up literal shit. And calm. literal shit off the concrete floors and getting their balls kicked in for kink videos and shit. And like, I don't know. It's hard to say whether like, it was hard to say whether the porn scenes were like tactless exploitation or like the director actually trying to stick to the facts because it definitely. Um, depicted, like, racism in the industry, first of all. Like, they were made fun of for, like, being the black guy and the Asian guy. And lack of mental health awareness, for sure. Plus, there was so much toxic masculinity. It was nauseating. Like, so much. And then, like... Well, when these two bonded at the Bukaki shoot... Bukaki, Bukaki, Bukaki. I rewatched part of this the other night. Uh, But... They wanted to be the Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker of the and porn industry. And he has, like, industry. a hard time getting off, like, in the thing. And the one dude is, like, is like cheering him up, like, like I forgot edging what he, him I, on. I honestly forgot so what weird. he says to him. I don't know. And I just watched it the other day. But he says something to him in his ear. And he's, like, I think it was, like, just let it go. It was weird. But imagine, anyway. Imagine coming on someone's face and saying to your buddy, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> and then that starts playing. Is this Frozen, the, yes. the porno parody? So, also, what's his name? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Give me that right now. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Um, What's his name in 12-Hour Shift? 
David Arquette. Yeah, David Arquette is in this movie too, and he's like a dick but porn he, director, he, he like played, big time. Yeah, porn he plays like a big time porn director. Yeah, and he and, makes fun of them. And so they're trying to get a job with him, and and he makes fun of them. Yeah, hardcore. he just makes because the one thing that he, happens before they sign with Ultima Studios. That's well, when they just kind of. Well, the one thing that Steven Driver's character also gets made fun of is that he smells. Yeah, and, and that's why there's a lot of scenes when um, they do like BJ scenes and stuff. They're, the 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 talent's always like he smells. I don't want to work with him. Yeah. So like the the thing that started out is kind of like a bromance comedy, like totally turns into this like dark drama, and it becomes like very clear that the main character is super mentally unwell, and then the climax is fuck. Are we spoiling this? I mean, if you. In a way, you can spoil this, but... So listen, this this is based off of a real fucking guy named C. Driver and the way he ended his career in 2010, yes. And, I mean, we when we reviewed this movie, we recommended that you don't look up what happened and just watch the movie. Um, the end of the movie actually shows the real footage of how he ended his career, and yeah. Well, let's put that spoiler but tag for, on. But for that, it made it very interesting for us, so... So, I mean... Let's put the spoiler tag on it. I didn't spoil it. I didn't say anything that he does. So, if you want it to be spoiled and you don't mind and you want to look up what actually happened, go ahead. But if you don't and you just want to watch the movie, which we recommend, then do that. Um, So, you don't want to talk about the ending? I mean, he has a mental breakdown. Yeah. And... Because, I mean, like, okay, so he definitely kills somebody, but we won't tell you how because it's quite interesting. Well, this happened, like, it literally happened 10 years ago, and he kills them with a prop from one of the movies that they were so supposed we're to be doing. It. Okay, he straight up comes in there, fucking going wild, well, hold on. fucking killing well, people with a samurai sword. Well, time out. He kills his friend Take with a samurai out. sword, yo. Take a time out real quick. Like, this is based on a true story. So, it's if you haven't heard of it, then... That's fine. And if you don't care for spoilers, that's cool. But yeah, like this was such a traumatic thing because uh, one of the things that was pointed out in the Q&A that we were there for was they, didn't he talk to his father? The real guy's father? Yeah. I'm unsure. I believe that the director, Lucas Hain, talked to the, uh, the, the father of Steve Driver and how they were trying to keep things as accurate as possible. Oh yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, that um, was one of the things I remember from a woman at the Q&A was like, why the fuck weren't there more dicks? And I totally felt that because they were totally fine with fucking showing all the women naked. But there was like no dicks. And it was I mean, they they showed a fucking girl that had like 25 dudes come on her face. Well, they didn't show them actually coming on her face. Yeah, they showed her naked as fuck and come getting all over her. But no dicks. Like it was bullshit. So anyway, that is a bone to pick. And then also like the other only thing I have to say about this movie is that like it had the potential to reveal like the effects and consequences of toxic masculinity and like male entitlement and violence and all that kind of stuff in the porn industry but instead it kind of felt like you know it came it was like neutral ground and which makes it feel like you know they're exploiting this tragedy instead of teaching us anything plus like like we had empathy for the characters but i don't think they didn't try to make it that way like the movie didn't have empathy for the fucking well no for like the first hour of this movie it was a comedy like a, just a porn comedy it's a very draining movie and like then, it's and then the opposite. last well the last half hour it just takes you for like this roller coaster ride it's towards the opposite devastation. of a feel-good movie yeah and we felt like we had to shower afterwards yes but we gave it a three out of five yeah and i'd say that well, i'd keep it that way well this was yeah i i reviewed it and 
again when I watched it again, I I kept the same scores with three, but like Quiver Distribution just got a hold of this. They also did Becky, so oh. I could see why they wouldn't put this in a drive-in theater. It would be like seeing porn at a drive-in. Kids are gonna see it sometime. Bad porn. I'm sure kids on their laptops and iPads are looking up porn. Not everyone's like you. Who says they're like me? I'm saying. <laughs> you got to empathize with Steven Driver, though, because of all the fucked up stuff that he went through. Yes. And just he being needed a mope. mental health help. And he didn't get it. And then this terrible situation happened. And then, then we, but then we wouldn't have a movie. But this movie was comedy turned to black comedy turned to, oh my God, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> like, did this really, like, before we even knew about this movie. Like, just from the brief synopsis that we read, we didn't know that this was a real story. Yeah, we had no idea. And then when we watched it, like when the like when you said earlier that the, the title card pull, pulled up and it said, this is being depicted from the real life case of Steven Driver. And but was, then when it showed the actual footage, I was like, oh, like, this yeah, is crazy. Like, they showed the real life uh, police footage from... Right. And then I was like, in, you know, I think that I remember this. Because this happened in LA. 10, 2010 in LA, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, you can find Mope out there to watch on VOD for six bucks. I would recommend it. The Wolf House, I would recommend. You should have left. Not so much. <laughs> mm, no, no. So, did you watch anything non horror this week? I know you've been binge watching. Uh, Game of I Thrones. watched finally watched the season eight of Game of Thrones. Even though I know everything that happened because Twitter spoiled everything, and I'm fine because I don't believe in spoilers. For what Game of Thrones? For anything. Oh. Stacy likes to ruin all the movies for everybody. No, it doesn't ruin it. Yes, it does. It does not. I'm watching Game of Thrones, and I know everything that's happened, and it has not been ruined for me at all. And I've gotten the chills the whole time. Because you're watching, you're you're watching the last season, correct? Have you watched anything else? No. No. Uh, no. No. Uh. <laughs> oh, Luna watched all eight seasons of the regular show, so I saw some of that. What the fuck? It's wait, on there's, Hulu. Wait, there's eight seasons? Yes. God, I need to watch them. I oh, love regular Your first show. two seasons are here. Yeah, there's this really cute memory I have of us when I came to your house, your parents' house, a long time ago before we were dating and we were just laying there and we were watching the regular show. Because the regular show is fucking awesome. And you kissed me. And then she kissed me. <laughs> but uh, I watched The King of Staten Island, the new Pete Davidson. Nobody the- cares, Grubby. Look. I'm a film critic for the Final I'm Cut podcast. I'm a film critic for the Final Cut film, Final Cut podcast. So I have to get my opinion out there. DD Mega Doo Doo. <laughs> but I watched The King of Staten Island, the new Judd Apatow movie. It was it was entirely way too long because for some reason he likes to make his comedies over two hours long. It didn't really feel long, but it was two hours and 15 minutes. And I believe Pete Davidson's always going to play the stoner kid role. And that's such an unfortunate thing. It's because he sucks. But remember, and he he's played, ugly. He played the, wasn't he like a gay car valet guy? I don't know. In, I only know who he is because he in, dated Ariana Grande. In, um, um, what Men Want. I don't remember him in that. Or What Women Want, whatever that one movie it's was. It's What Men Want, the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that briefly. Remember, he was the car valet and he was gay. Why would I something. remember him? I don't know. That's what I remember from. I remember like the big, fabulous fortune teller black lady. But like in Big Time Adolescence, he played the 24-year-old stoner dude that does drugs. and That's what he is and all he can do. Because in King of Staten Island, he plays, stop licking the microphone. Stop saying I'm licking it when I'm not. <laughs> Just have dudes come in you. Ew. 
<laughs> but he he he's like a ta- he's like a wannabe tattoo artist. You're talking about this too much. Look, I watched it. I'm gonna say a little something. He just plays this tattoo artist, and he lives with his mother. Even though I'm not a tattoo artist, I felt something in this movie <laughs> because his mother says he needs to go. And sometimes I feel like your mom that. never fucking says that. Yeah, she does. No, she does not. I, she doesn't say it, but I know she. My does. mom literally says it in the meanest way possible. Like, get the fuck out. <laughs> but I would I would watch King of Staten Island. Staten Island. I know you won't watch it. So that's why I watched it. Because you don't like comedies, because you don't think anything's funny. No, I like some comedies. Oh. I like horror comedies. You don't like any other comedies. Mm, I like that uh, that one that like the end of the world one. The end of the world one. I think that's what it's called. The end of the world. Right, James Franco, Seth Rogen, Emma Watson. This is the end. This is the end. Same fucking thing. <laughs> but that, that was one a, I enjoyed. But that was a horror comedy. Oh, is it? In a way, yeah. Because oh, really. you know, it's like the end of the world. There's like. All right demons and because remember yeah, doesn't right. jonah hill have sex with some demon or something like an exorcism <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah. i like that i also finished the five bloods which was sick um unfortunately one of the lead characters was portrayed as this like black conservative maga loving douche and he always thought he was right and everybody ragged on him for it but it was a very good movie don't lick the microphone stop Stacy has this habit of licking things that shouldn't be licked. That's like, false. Like foam you. and fabric. I don't lick the foam. <laughs> I just smell it. And then I think after I get done with this, I'm going to finish June, uh, Miss Juneteenth, which I got 10 minutes in and Stacy. Would was, you dance? No, I won't dance. If but uh, thank you for listening. I know and, you and guys have missed my singing. No. no. I can be your hero, baby. I'm totally going to edit this out. No. <laughs> but uh, you can always find us on social media on Instagram at Final Cut Film Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Twitter Final Cut Right. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. If you leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, it helps us bump up our ratings so that way more people can find us and listen to us. Uh, you can leave us a review and tell us how awesome it is for us to cover more independent horror films. I would like to explain to everybody where our Twitter handle came from because I feel like some people don't know, but that's an actual film term, final cut right. It's the final cut privilege. It's the final cut privilege is the right of the individual to approve the version of a film release for the public viewing. Oh. You didn't even know that, did you? You're like, why the fuck did she make this our Twitter handle? There's a lot of things I don't know. But uh, yeah, next week we will be back with Yummy. A shutter mm. release. I was like the Justin Bieber song. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we're gonna sit here and talk about Justin Bieber and his and his dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> and but how he's gonna fight Tom Cruise. Oh my god. Wait, what? Yeah, remember he said he's gonna type fight Tom Cruise and now there's like a meme going around on Twitter where you like Google search the celebrity who's exactly thirty one years older than you and that's who you have to fight. And that's what he got. Tom Cruise is thirty one years older than him. I don't know. Oh my god. But yeah, we'll be back next week with Yummy, and maybe we'll throw some other stuff on there that we haven't gotten a chance to watch, maybe on Shudder. Okay. And uh, I don't know if there's anything else coming out next week, but get ready for I Yummy. I thought you wanted to do a bonus episode on The Guest. Oh, well, that's a surprise, and you just ruined it. Oh, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we're going to... Well, it's not really a surprise. Uh, a surprise spoiler but we're gonna try to throw some bonus episodes out here to get you through your hard work days 
like me because I fucking hate being at work right now because for some reason everybody's buying all the pop in the world. And if you can't get vanilla... Because it's going to be 4th of July. And if you can't get vanilla Coke, I suggest you just go fuck yourself. All right, I'm fighting Steve Buscemi. (laughs) (laughs) He was in King of Staten Island. Oh. How did you look that up? Are you serious? What? I mean, there was a huge list of celebrities born 31 years after after me. Hold on, let me see what Yours would be 61, right? No. 67. Oh, I went the wrong way. My bad. No. Uh, no. Yeah. You were born in what year? 84. So that means they would have to be born... 1953. Okay. Well, I said the age that they would be. Oh, right. Sorry. You're fighting Tim Allen. Oh, oh Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. Which one's going to call me... <laughs> Michael a... Bolton. Tim Allen or Hulk Hogan. Which one's going to call me the N-word? Yeah, definitely fight them. <laughs> you ready to get going? Because I have things to Diarrhea. do on my Father's Day. <laughs> What? <laughs> but yes, we'll be back next week with Yummy. It's that blueberry yum yum and it's that fire. <laughs> You're canceled <laughs> forever. <laughs>